Hey everybody, welcome back to the next episode of the Pullbox Pals. It is a great day because I already got Tim laughing. Um, I cracked, <laughs> I cracked my beer pre-show. Oh um, no! Yeah, but that you know that's okay. It's okay because now people who don't like hearing the sound of a pop can uh, open up a pop uh, can. Well, it makes I, I, well, and I don't normally say that, but just because you know it is, a, it does pop. And it's a can, and that's you, more of why I said it. So is Idaho anywho. considered the Midwest? Hot take. Let's hear it. Uh, you know, this is a hot debate growing up, but oh, uh, really, uh, bioregionally, Idaho is a part of the Northwest. Wow. Um, but I also think that once you kind of get past the Dakotas, you're a little beyond the Midwest. Yeah. And so Do you I mean think like coming west. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. West. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, I would. I would. I think I'd be inclined to agree. Do you? Would you say the people there are more West Coast, North uh, Pacific Northwesters, or are the, they more Midwestern? Are they? A are weird you talking? Blend? Are, are we? We're talking about my fellow Idahoans. The, the fellow Idahoans. Um, I think I think we're a little more West. I mean, I'm I'm not in Idaho anymore, and I haven't lived in Idaho for like almost eight years now. And okay. uh, well, what do I? But know? yeah, what do you know, man? Uh, <laughs> oh, you just no. knew I was from there. Um, but, <laughs> I guess that's fair. Spoiler but then, like, alert. I guess something like that I could say is like, I'll meet a lot of people from like Northern California or Southern California and uh, like vibe with them. Uh, there's a lot of similarities. Just and I and I'm also from like the Boise proper, like the metro area of of Boise. So there, I would say that culture is slightly different than the rest of Idaho. And the rest of Idaho is a lot more like. Eastern Washington and Eastern Oregon and Montana and Wyoming and uh, those My those goodness. places. But anywho, um, yeah. But you know, be who you want to be. You know, like you don't <laughs> you don't have to you don't have to stay in Idaho and forever. You can become an Oregonian if you want, or you can go live in other countries too. You know, you, you do you what can you want. Do man. so many things. You yeah. know, we're almost close to living on other planets or in in other uh, let's say quantum realms. I have a crazy oh. story that I wanted to tell you. Did you okay. see my uh, Instagram story that I put up about that trailer when it came out? Uh, about uh, the, the new Ant-Man? Ant yeah, the new Ant-Man trailer. I don't know if I saw your story about that. I, I've been a little That's okay little if you didn't. From, It'll uh, make this story better. And I'm just going to assume nobody, you know, everyone who's listening didn't see it. Anywho, right. so the new Ant-Man trailer came out, I guess, was it like two, Wednesday? Tuesday? No, today's Wednesday. Heavens. Um, I think it was Monday, maybe but Monday. It, yeah. Earlier this week. It. And uh, the night prior, I had a dream uh, and it was like one of those kind of dreams where you just are more of like aware of what's happening. and You're not so much perceiving it. It's just kind of those like this is my dad's grocery store, even though like your dad doesn't own a grocery store, but you just know that your dad owns a grocery store. Yeah. You know what I mean, mm -hmm. um, I had this dream that I. It was like a Star Wars and an Ant-Man crossover. Interesting. Tell me yeah. more. <laughs> I, I we were I was using Ant-Man powers to go through the uh, the uh, Death Star to. I think I was getting it ready to get ready to be blown up, like I was setting something in place. Yeah, and also like having Ant-Man powers and like being a Jedi would very much go with the Yoda thing of size matters not. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. So that was really weird. So I guess for those of you who didn't see the Ant-Man trailer, it's it's very Star Warsian. It it's I'm so excited about it. And yeah. like 
they chose one of my like favorite songs of all time too for that trailer. Like which, I, I, which one's that? I, it's a, I, I, I believe it was Rocket Man for Elton Rocket from Elton Man. John. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, I can't really remember. I but, guess I wouldn't man. be asking then if I didn't. Yeah, but anyway, like I, like I love that song, and I, I think that the way that that song is uh, portrayed in that trailer just made me even more amped about about it coming out. And I even turned to, I turned to Kate when we were watching, and I was like, Tim's gonna be so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I, yeah, I totally was. Um, I thought it was the, I mean, we don't normally really talk DC and Marvel news, but I feel like there's been like a lot of back and forth between DC and Marvel this week. Cause Monday, yeah. I'm pretty sure is when, uh, when Henry Cavill came out and just spoiled, um, black Adam it was like, I wanted to give everyone the weekend before I told you that I was spoiler alert in that movie. Oh, um, I, I thought that was kind of already known. I guess it was too. It was like the it was like the worst kept like secret in Hollywood because The Rock was essentially out there just being like, "Yeah, he's in this movie." Wink, wink. Well, and like, I had like I had read an article about how like Black Adam uh, for their whatever the universe is called for DC was going to change like the um, change yeah. the way that we've always seen DC is like Superman is it like in like not like he can't really be stopped unless it's with like Kryptonite, sure. like like black Adam's powers are going to be greater than Superman's. And like another thing too, about the rock is the rocks contract says that he can't lose a fight. That's such a, I know I'm aware of that. So, uh, Oh no, which was can... real, which is really weird because when he did the, one of the fast and furious movies, like Jason Statham has the same thing in his contract. And so does Vin Diesel and they all fought, but like there was, it was always a stalemate fight in those movies between those three people. Yeah. That's what I heard that it was the stalemate is okay. And, so we uh, might have a stalemate with Black Adam. Thanks, Henry. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, I don't know if I want to see like Superman fights another guy like Superman. I want to see Superman fight like Brainiac or like they're teasing that in the games. I don't know why they're not like doing uh, yeah. a live thing of it. Anyways, we're probably gone on too far into this realm. We're supposed to be. No. This is comic books. This is comics. We're talking comic book movies. <laughs> you look so fine, upset. You're like, no, we're going to stay. No, we can keep forever. chatting. We Let's talk about these things forever. Uh, I guess anywho, uh, let's get into comics. Would you uh, would you pull this week? I got four comic books this week, Mark. And <laughs> you know what? I'm, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I know. I'm, I've, I feel such shame when I walk around when I'm just like, oh, man, this is all I have. But uh, I'm actually really happy with this. There's uh, two that are familiar and then two that are new. Um, so, yeah, okay. let's start with one of the new ones. This is Blink number four from Ooh. Oni Press. Um, yeah, this is just a story about trying to uncover this girl's past. It's I haven't I'm honestly not to date. I talked about it a couple episodes with Andy. Uh, yeah, go back yeah, and listen yeah. to that um what was that i said yeah 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 <laughs> yeah 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 you partying in the usa but this seems like a party in the usa not really this is called uh, uh double nightfall feature it's from vault comics and there's oh. like a there's i guess two stories and it seems like it's by an, like a different creative team because look at all the names up top oh my um, gosh but you know that i'm a sucker for like those old vhs looking uh comic book covers that like look yeah. from like pulp uh horror movies or whatever but uh is I, that a variant cover or is that the actual cover i think this is the actual cover um okay 
Yeah, and I said it was. That's what vault, cover right? A stands for is actual cover. I don't know if people know that. Did, really? No, I'm just kidding. I have no oh. idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you're much smarter than me, so you you suckered me in, you little bugger. But uh, yeah, I don't know anything about the stories. Actually, no, that that's not true. One of the stories is about a scientist and a priest trying to uncover like a crime or something together. Yeah. So uh, I like science and religion, so that figured that would be good for me. And it's horror. I don't even know if we said this, but a bunch of the stuff that we're going to be talking about today is like spooky themed. So hey, I feel like there's a bit of spooky theme stuff. Yeah, pretty much all my comics are spooky related. I mean, uh, this first one I got, there's like a weird demon man on like there's two. Like what's happening I mean, it there? Is, it is. It is spooky time. It is spooky time. This is called Nightfall. That's kind of close to Nightmare. And then this yeah. next one that I got is called Chopping Block. And it's from Keen Spot. I've never heard of Keen Spot at all. Neither uh, I. This That's is a, a number one. Like I said, this is a number one. I don't really know anything about this, but it's the script is by Ryan Honane and Lee a Adam Harold. Illustrations are by Lee Adam Harold, as well as uh, well, it was created by Lee Adam Harold. So it must have been his idea, and then they worked together on a script. Um, but I did pull up a summary. I think. Um, do you want me to read that to you? Yes, please do. <laughs> okay. I want to know what it's about. Tell me. <laughs> All right. So I think this is from the perspective of I don't know who, but it says, hello again, Kin. Do you smell that? That wet, wet, thick smell of turned earth and rot? Yes, our brother Butch has wrestled aside the lid of the cold stone vault and clawed his way up through the dirt to stand in the moonlight once again. For mother has called and a good son must answer. Um, I'm not going to continue to read it, but yeah um i'd it seems the guy in the book looks like bert and ernie if you look at my screen or whichever one he is doesn't that look like oh, a Muppet? yeah so yeah yeah yeah. anyways it just seems right, to be what fun... what's what's the publisher again keen spot uh k-e-e-n oh there it is i found it yeah the uh the i wanted to say this i'm glad i opened it because the illustrations inside are very like child booky um, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but because it's like kids book, like they have to be well illustrated to like keep the kids attention. And yeah, uh, I, yeah <laughs> I think it's it's very uh, it's very reminiscent of that, let's say. Um, yeah, because even like something like that, like I don't know what's happening there, but uh, yeah, I'm so I'm kind of curious because I'm looking on uh, League of Comics right now and uh, I went to the Keen Spot page and the, that is the only comic that is listed on their page. Wait, hang on. That's oh my god. No, nope, never mind. Never mind. Oh, I wasn't. I was not in the right spot. There I go. Oh, just Mark, you're always in the myself. right spot with me, buddy. Oh, I don't know what that me. means. I don't. Well, you know, we'll figure. We'll figure that out as time goes on. Well, hey, this last <laughs> one that uh, I got is one that I know that you got as well. Um, can you guess what it is? If you watched my my reel, you might have seen it. Oh. Um, I did see it because I was like, uh, I have that one too, and uh, now I'm now I'm blanking on it. Just, just oh, you got just this. Uh, okay, okay. <laughs> there. Oh is. yes, yes, yes. Let me let me pull mine out of my stack here so I don't redo it. Did you get? Did we get the same cover? Uh, I believe that we did. And for those of you who are listening, it is stuff yeah. of nightmares from R.L. Stein, uh, published by Boom Studios, and we'll be talking about yeah. Boom Studios later. We but, will. Um, yeah. So this is. Uh, 
Um, I love, I love that. I love this cover. I love the art on here. I love the Frankie just sitting there on top of a dead body. I, parts of a dead body. Apparently it's very reminiscent of goosebumps, uh, obviously for obvious reasons. And yeah, it's also, um, I was going to say it's very reminiscent of like older comics because of the fact that they have the characters like named on the side. I think that that's clever. I don't think yeah. enough comic books do that. I think comic books just kind of assume that you're going to remember the names of the characters. But I think any like good comic book boy is reading a bunch of comics, you know? Yeah. So. Um, no, I, I've I've noticed that, too. Like when you get when you get like a, a variant cover, that's a rendition of like something from like the golden to silver age um, comics you'll see that they do put like the names on front or at least like the faces of the characters that are going to be in there. And, um, and you know, uh, you know who else does that? They don't do it on the cover, but they do it on the first, uh, on the inside, uh, part of the cover that is, uh, um, 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 where's the farthest place from clear. Yeah. Where's the farthest place from here? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, they have all the characters and then like they scratch them off as they die. (laughs) Oh, it's so sad to just watch them. Like, get plucked off i don't know if i talked about this on here that i got that uh the the trade paperback or the first one yeah it's so beautiful come with the album uh no i just got the trade paperback just at the store so um yeah it didn't have it i could have ordered it online but i honestly don't listen as somebody who looks like as hipsters i tend to do sometimes uh i don't listen to vinyl that much but, what do you mean you don't you don't look like a hipster sometimes with your with PBR my PBR hat? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh no. Well, anyways, man, those are my pools. I'm really happy with them. It's I got a nice combination of stuff that I've had before and like new stuff that I'm genuinely curious about. So yeah, that's my cool, stuff. Man. How about you? Well, I got I got some stuff. I actually got a few more than I was expecting to get, um, which is fine, I guess. But um, that's going to be in our drinking game when they start to do that. Mark got more comics than he was expecting. That's true. I, I didn't have one that. in my box. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, you didn't? No, like Blink should have yeah. been in there, but I I normally just grab it off the shelf. Yeah, you, you, you're more of a the shelf peruser. I don't, for me, just with how my life goes, I don't. I do. I did. Now. I did go. I did go peruse the shelf today. Oh, um, well, that's probably I don't, why norm, normally I'm just in and out because I, I keep good communication with my uh, what I, I saw the acronym to the, the LCS. What does that my mean? Lo- my local comic shop. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Um, support LCS. I, I'm yeah, please do. Um, so my first one is one that actually came out, uh, last week or two, no, two weeks ago. Cause you talked about it last week, but I finally yeah. got my, uh, first issue of chicken devils. So nice. I'm excited about that one. I don't need to say much more because, uh, you already showed yours and talked about it last week and that's great. So we'll move on. Uh, this next one, I had actually asked to stop pulling. Um, oh, no. And this will be the last one that I get. But oh. I also like I hadn't read any of the ones that I first started pulling because I was supposed to start with issue five when I originally subscribed to my shop. My shop never got me issue five. So then I never read any of them. because so I was like, you know, I'm probably not going to hop on this. And then mm-hmm. I said something really stupid last week where I was like, I don't know if these two comics are tied together, but but they are. Um, I got I got House of Slaughter number ten here, nice, um, which is uh, connected to uh, something we'll be talking about from Boom Studios. Yeah, I was gonna say let's later. save that for later so that we yeah. can segue into that. Yeah, oh, there's, a, I got, there's a, some sizzle for you. Here's some sizzle. Uh, here's some, speaking of sizzle, we got some Doctor Afra. Uh, this is issue twenty five. Um, 
I'm still really digging Dr. Afra. I'm just, uh, I can't remember if this is, uh, I think this is the final issue for the, this, this latest arc where Dr. Afra has been taken over by like the spark eternal or eternal spark or whatever it was called. So spark eternal um, sounds better. Let's go with that. Yeah. Uh, and then next I got one that you stopped getting. Um, oh, classic me. I got the finale of new think issue number five. I really like that cover. And so did our buddy, um, Brew Records Muse. Uh, I saw. Oh yeah, he, he pointed that out. But and then I had to go and look, and it yeah, that's a great cover. They, it is. This I this the covers of for this uh, series have been great. Are the stories as good, Mark? Just give me a quick yes or no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, that's fine. I'm, oh, yeah. I so I mean I really like the first issue. I thought the second issue was was okay. Uh, I think I really like the third issue. And then the last issue was like, it was, it was cool because it was the one where it was like, there was a sage, like, well, like a bunch of sages kind of speaking the same thing in their own language and their, you know, their cultural context of just like what the future was going to look like. And while this is all going on, they're showing images of like what present day is and like how much stuff has like come true. And so like, it was, I really liked the idea of it, but it wasn't like, it wasn't a very gripping like story for me like but yeah this is the finale i stuck with it i'll read the finale and see what i think of it um you report and, back. and and i'll report back next week uh the next one i'm pretty excited about uh issue one was a absolute thriller and uh i don't expect anything less of this one but it's issue number two of the boogeyman nice um and i got this is another one I'm holding on to until I can get the first series. Uh, but uh, issue number three of Barbaric or Axe to Grind came Ooh. out today. I'm not going to lie. I don't remember that very much. Yeah, it's all right. I don't I don't really know anything about it. Um, and then I got the roadie issue number two. Um, I'm we'll we'll see how I feel about this issue. I wasn't really a huge point. Yeah, I wasn't really a huge fan of issue one. Um, if issue two cannot grip me, I'm probably going to drop it. Uh, this next one I'm also very excited about. Vanish number two. I nice. loved, loved issue one. Um, I expect great things from issue two. Sorry about my dog back there. That's okay. You probably just have a stranger trying to get in your house. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, our buddy Bue Breakers Muse. Uh Hey, he made it. Short. Hello. Um, says I'm almost glad my shop was sold out of that today. <laughs> of uh, vanish. Oh no. Yeah. Let us let us know which one you were uh, talking about there. Yeah. Or or was he talking about the roadie? I guess we're gonna find out t together. Because I yeah, if he if he if he's glad about something being sold out and he couldn't get it, I, I'd probably be like, yeah, the roadie's sold out. Whatever, I don't need it. Uh, this last one is issue number one of yeah, the Riddler. The yeah, right on. Um, so this is actually written by Paul Dano. Um, so this is a prequel to the right. movie The Batman. Um, I really really like Paul Dano. I have never seen a movie of his I did not like. Um, I've never read anything. I that drink he's your milkshake. <laughs> Sorry, that, was, uh, that, that wasn't him, but that's you know, that's I, the only thing I can think of him from that movie is a bowling pin. Oh, uh, related. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there will yeah. be blood. That's what you're yep. referencing. Yeah. yeah sorry. 
Um, and then it is uh, the artist is uh, Stephen Subic. Okay, Stephen um, Subic. But yeah, so this is supposed to be like a just the origin story of the Riddler of um, the Batman. There will be blood, says Brubaker's Muse. <laughs> That's a great movie. Um, I watched it by yeah. myself, and it was one of those movies the whole time. I'm like, what is happening? What is this man? What is happening? It's a, yeah, no, I and remember then, like somebody gets theaters. murdered. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, what's going on? This is really slow, but it it is a great film, and Paul Dano killed it in that movie. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Paul Dano and getting back to Riddler year one, it is a prequel to the Batman, as I said, um, but it is a six issue miniseries. So there's, it's not like a continuous thing that he's going to be doing. So interesting. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that's a, you know, a solid move on Dano's part. He's probably a busy guy making movies and stuff. So, I mean, but this is going to be, is this, so is this technically continuity to the Batman? Yeah, it's, it's a prequel. See, this is where I think, and we've talked about this before, this is where Marvel, I think, really drops the ball. The fact that they didn't jump on with comics at the beginning. They did, like, some prequel comics and stuff. But I think yeah. you really could have built out that world and fleshed out just, you know, because how many villains did Iron Man really have in his time as Iron Man outside of, like, Avengers villains? You know, he had, like, three, maybe four, if you count the Mandarin. Like, yeah. And uh, yeah. Flaming, Flaming Dragon Man. Remember Flame Dragon Man? His name? Dragon Man. It was the guy who yelled, I am the Mandarin, even though he wasn't oh. the Mandarin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, guy Pierce is the name of the actor. I can't for the life of me remember the name of the character. Um, yeah, I can't. Anyways, uh, those weren't that the the Iron Man two and three are uh, kind of low on my list of favorite MCU films. <laughs> Yo, yeah, for sure. Let's see what uh my buddy said, I am so much more into DC now than Marvel, and that hasn't ever been close in 40 plus years. Whew. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't really think making moves right, right now. I mean, they really are, especially with uh, we didn't really talk about the James Gunn thing. Um, oh, yeah. You don't have to go into that. But yeah, I think they're slowly getting their act together. And like going back to comics, I do genuinely think that like, what you're missing like so much like nerds will eat this up if they like if you think like they like the movie and like i'm sure all the movies always do good sales for like whatever comics like why yeah. would you not want to tie something in and like that it gives depth to the character because i think so many people who love these art forms love that kind of stuff um, yeah no it's like i would i would love to know like what each mcu character has done in between films I mean, yeah, they, and they, it's a, some, sometimes they'll give kind of like a, an 80s montage type thing of like, this is what they were up to for a bit until now we're at this point of the movie. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Brubaker has no interest in the MCU anymore. And like that's yeah. that's valid. A lot of people are losing uh, their interest in the MCU. Yeah, and that, that, that's fine. I um, think like, but yeah. Kind of going back, though, too, with like, yeah, you can give so much more depth to the characters. And like, that's one of the reasons like I do love the Star Wars comics is just because there's so much more character building going on. And there's just been so much like love of Star Wars since 1977 um, that, you know, the comics today are now giving, you know, Star Wars nerds like my, my I consider myself one just like more depth to not just each individual characters, but just like the stories and, you know, and even too with like Andor being out, we're getting more into like exploring like the political aspects of star Wars. And like, that's really cool to me. Cause it's always just like, you know, why, why were the separatists and uh, you know, the 
was it the Republic? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, like why, <laughs> why were like, why were they at odds? Like what's all the background of all, all the political debate in there? And like, you know, they kind of touch on it in the movies, but they're not super focused on it. And so a lot of the conversations that I've seen online is like people want like, uh, you know, who's, who's the biggest contact creator for Star Wars is uh, Star Wars. Theory. Dave Filoni. No, 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 no. I'm talking about oh. like you, like YouTube, like social media stuff. Like oh, Star Wars theory sure. does like so much stuff. And like he and a buddy of his that he, you know, does this format with once a week. Like they've talked a lot about how they want to see Star Wars get more into like the background of like what's actually going on across mm -hmm. the entire galaxy. And so it is cool. And so DC going forward with like, yeah, let's let's tie in comics to the movies and stuff. Like, I think it's great. So I'm excited to Agreed. read the Riddler. So, yeah. well, I agree. now that we got through our polls, it's it's time to get into our dialogue about things that we loved reading in this last week. Well, there is one specific story that I feel like we're well, we don't have to spend the majority of the time on. But I feel like let's just set up the story of how this came to be. Because I get a text yeah. from you at like, I think it was it's late last week, like Friday or Saturday, something like that. Yeah. And you're like, I just finished volume three of Something is Killing the Children. And you seemed really stoked on it. Was it the, at that point or where was it somewhere else? I can pull up the text oh, no, right I, now. Um, no, like it, it was like after I finished volume three, that's when I messaged you. And I was like, man, these are on Comixology, like. Um, one of the guys from Comic Book Lair actually turned me on to it, and uh, okay, nice shout out to them. Um, because he he had posted he'd started reading it, and I was like, Man, I've I kind of like had been watching that one, um, but just never really wanted to hop on yet. And then when I saw that it was on Comicsology, I was like, Oh, I might as well. And then you know, right after issue one ended, I was like, I'm I'm hooked, and mm. I I just burned through the first four volumes, uh, in a you know, a matter of a couple days. Well, Mark, let me tell you that that feeling of reading issue number one and being hooked, apparently that you are not alone. I learned this at my comic book shop today because I, I uh, brought this up with the lovely gentleman who owns the place. Um, apparently, they did eight uh, reprintings of issue number one. So that means that that's, they a, were... that's that's a lot for for yeah. studio. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a lot for any studio to be getting that many. That's crazy. So that means when they were on issue six, they were still printing issues number one. That's, That's crazy. Wild. That yeah. is wild. Um, um, but yeah, like the the first arc is like an award winning uh, series. Is it really? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't know about the second and third, but I know the first one or may, it might be down to specific issues. But yeah, the uh, the author, uh, James Tinian, the fourth. Um, yeah, like he, I think he won an award for like the writing, and, and I don't know if uh, Werther Deladera, the artist, I'm not sure if he won an award or if they both won an award together. But mm. there's 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 awards that have been won for that series, and man, yeah, no, it's just it's such as a solid like plot, and um, I love that the yeah. first the, okay, so like the first three volumes kind of cover you know, the same storyline of uh, here's our protagonist, Erica, and something's killing the children and she's there to do something about it. And like that whole story gets wrapped up in volume three, but then volume four is a prequel and it goes back to how Erica became Erica, at least like how she got initiated into what is known as the House of Slaughter, which was the comic, uh, you know, I got issue 10 of today 
which is a spinoff series also done by uh, Tinian and Deladera. And it focuses on uh, her. He writes like 17 bucks. <laughs> so yeah. damn prolific like Snyder. I'm going to have to start yeah. reading them because I, yeah, I mean, you can keep going, but man, I was super impressed with this. Um, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, like, I don't know if I'm going to hop on it um, to, to pull. Yeah, but I'm definitely just going to be watching for new issues to release on Comixology and just read it that way. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing, too, with House of Slaughter is because I found out those those issues that I hadn't gotten yet, one through five, uh, one through six are all available on uh, Comixology right now. And I have and I have seven. I have issues uh, seven, eight and ten. So wow. I will just have to try to get issue nine. Um, I'll probably. Oh, I don't know. And and the guy's only 25. Woo. Hot he, damn. Uh, hot damn indeed. Um, yeah, so I I really enjoyed this book. I for those of you who like haven't listened much, um, I'm a big fan of comics that can do depth with like little like little dialogue, not constantly needing to be like explaining everything that's happening, but allowing yeah. the ambiance of the the like allowing a lot of that subtle text to go to the artist rather than just put it in a think box or a a, a you know a, a well, whatever yeah and in that too it's just like i mean erica the character of erica totally sets that tone for it and just kind of like how dismissive she is of uh, the younger boy that's trying to tag along with her but like mm -hmm. at the same time she like really cares about children doesn't want children to go through the same experience that uh you know she went through like doesn't want to pull him in like you know so she has a very caring heart but she's just also so dismissive and she's dismissive because she has a job to do and if she doesn't do her job like more children will die yeah, yeah. um let's uh oh, got another comment here saying he does a few Substack only books worth signing up that is very tempting i really like the like the premise of doing stuff like that of supporting artists and like any faction, whether that be like through Patreon or sub uh, sub sacks. Oh, my yeah. goodness. <laughs> Tongue twister that one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I I think that the the premise of this book, I don't know how much I don't there's not see there's not much you can spoil outside of like character deaths. Uh, but yeah. this, the story is uh, the, the premise that the kid I don't want know if this is a spoiler or not, but the fact that the monsters are only visible by certain individuals. Is that a spoiler? I no. I don't okay. Think so. so, so the only the kids can see the monsters and I really like the, uh, how do you say that the relationship between mind and like matter and that like kids are kind of in this world where they can create them because doesn't that kid, uh, kind of feel like he created it or something like that. The, and yeah. isn't that they kind of latch on to like, fear right and they're kind of birthed out of that right yeah 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 um, it's such an interesting concept and it wasn't like super i, I don't know it it was like a good sci-fi that was very explained yeah um th that's really interesting too that uh tinian's only uh 25 years old because he's because i mean he's he's a part of the batman series but he also wrote for the batman series that went on during 2011 and through 2016 which was like the new 52 what do you um, mean 15 then uh 
Well, all of his are from, let's see, his earliest one is oh, right. 20, 2013. Yeah, so he he had, if he's only 25, he had to have been a teenager when he was writing Batman. But was that's he the writer? Insane. That's. I guess well, that's let me fair. See. He could have been something else. Nope, he's the writer. <laughs> Interesting. That's crazy. Imagine being a teenager writing Batman. Uh, I'm on his free list, and I still get him. Got to read the closet number one through there months ago. I've heard really good things about the closet number one. Um, oh yeah, I'd never, no, I never. Oh, I, I just, went, Okay, now I just realized that that was him. Huh? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, this guy likes his horror comics, I guess. And uh, I've I've really been a a fan. Oh, 34. He's 34. Okay, uh, that makes more sense then. Um, I'm gonna say a teenager writing Batman. Well, but still, still I mean, that's a guy in his 20s. He's in his young 20s, <laughs> banging out some sweet ass comics. Like, oh my goodness, I I don't know what. <laughs> where do you go from reading? I guess that's crazy. You go. I was gonna say, where do you go from writing Batman comics? But then you go on to write like an award winning like series that you created on your own. So yeah. I guess that that answered itself. Obviously, um, yeah. So I don't know what what's your insight. Uh, um what's your insight into uh this comic what do you think about it house of slaughter uh no or, um, or no sorry uh uh something skill and children yeah. um uh no i i love it it's de it's a definite like page turner like i'm very gripped by the stories and the the panels like the art is magnificent um and i also just love too how um the artist is able to uh i really like when the artist can draw the emotion on characters faces or like you know essentially do body language through the characters in a panel and there's just so much of that that like happens and you know a lot of the dialogue of erica is just like one word like sentences mm. like like shit or shut up sure. or like <laughs> yeah like yes no like she's very forthright yeah um but i i feel like from the get-go this guy had like this whole world planned out you know what I mean? Like I'm, it, I'm, I'm sure he, he played around with the ideas for quite some time before. Because he, how he well, like, volume one goes into volume two and three. Volume, um, oh, our buddy's head. Thanks now. for joining us, man. Oh, uh, got a bolt, guys. Thanks for the show in the chat. Have a great night. You too. Thanks for swinging my buddy. Uh, go follow our friend Brew Baker's Muse on um, Instagram. He posts a lot of great stuff. Uh, yeah. He reads a lot. Reads a lot makes makes me jealous. I wish I always get jealous of people who can read more. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm I I'm glad people are out there reading comics. That's all I guess I can say. Yeah. But all right, man. Do you want got anything else you want to say about this? Um. Yeah. I'm also gonna say I'm I'm on uh, issue three now of House of Slaughter, and it it still carries over that same intensity that um, something's killing the children has, but it is through the eyes of her. Uh, kind of erica's brother in the house of slaughter okay. and uh so it's more of his story but you know and we do we do meet him in house of, or in a something killing children but i i don't i don't want to get too into that but but yeah no it's 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 really good and it, it it's exploring that same world that same universe and so i'm i'm enjoying it uh you know but so far you know, I, I try to rate my comics when I can, and, you know, comiXology makes it easy because like when you finish reading, it's like, what would you rate this? And so, um, mm. 
you know, I, I was very jazzed with something skill and the children. They all got five stars. I read the volumes. Nice. Um, and, uh, house, uh, house of slaughter is more of a four star, uh, to me, but it's still got a lot of that same hype in it. Nice. So worth checking out once, once you finish reading through, uh, something's killing the children. Yeah, I would definitely, you know, the last thing I would say is I felt like this, as I was reading, I'm like, this could something, this is something I could return to annually, you know, because it's yeah. such an easy read and just a great classic horror story, you know? I, no, I'm, I, and like at that too, just, I was surprised how fast I was reading through the volumes. But yeah, like that, I, I like, blew through them too. Like uh, it, you know, I sat, like, I think right after I text you, I really did start volume four and I finished it that same night. <laughs> there you go. That's so, impressive. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we got another one we both want to talk about. Um, yeah. I think, I don't know, uh, actually know if I have mine on me. I don't think I do. Well, mine's right above my head. Uh, the silver coin. Oh no, he's going to, oh, I thought you were going to attempt to grab it. It's okay. No, I'll just, I'll move my head out of the way. There There's the go. cover. There's a zoom fireman. In on it. Pinch and, and zoom. Yeah, you know, you can go back a few uh, last to last week and you could see the cover if you want to watch it on YouTube or you could just find it yourself. But <laughs> if you if you've been following the show, I'm really good at knocking my comics off these little shelves here, so I'm not going to touch them. Um, how about how about you? You you messaged me this week and uh, or no, I, I messaged you and asked if you had read it and mm -hmm. you were you, you were pretty excited in your response. So. Well, I was I was OK about it. I feel I don't I mean, that's kind of how I I don't know. Anyways, what are we talking about? We're talking about the silver coin, the silver um, coin. This, this is, is number issue. 15, it's number 15. It's right. uh, in, into the fire. And right. uh, I really yeah. loved that. This kind of picked up from issue one. Um, right. Oh. Because the hand that's reaching out of the fire that he grabs it from, I'm pretty sure is uh, how the guy in the first issue dies. Cause he burns down the uh, venue. I did playing. not pick up on that. Yep. I was waiting for a callback like that. Um, cause I was always curious as to what, cause they don't really talk about, or maybe they do, or maybe I'm wrong because now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like issue two might pick up straight after that. Oh no, now you got me doubting myself. Well, hang on. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna go ahead and pull up a review of this issue because uh I'm sure that the reviewers that do such a great job and have their websites dedicated to reviewing comics, I'm sure they got something in there about it. Yeah, also um, we could probably just look up the silver coin number two, and if it's about a firefighter, then we know that uh or maybe this is like giving more depth to that firefighter. I don't know, because the guy in this is a firefighter. And yeah. that would have been the person who grabbed the uh, coin from him at the end of issue number one. Um, yeah. So the silver coin, for those of you who don't know, I'll explain it while Mark is looking up at some reviews, is that there is this cursed coin that has been paying, has been passed around for generations upon generations, um, hundreds of years, I would say. And yeah, um, I mean, it goes back to pilgrim times and it goes into Jeff Lemire's weird future. Um <laughs> I, yeah. there's not all, there's only like one issue in the future, but, uh, yeah, it just follows the story of this coin. So each, uh, each, uh, how do you say this? Oh, I think we might've found something, but okay. Each, oh, go. Yeah. Go on. I'll, I'll get, I was just going to say each episode, uh, each issue is a different story, but it's always following the same coin, except there's some overlapping issues. There's usually at yeah. issue number five and 10. This one didn't, it had the, 
the the priest guy in it who's a through line but he yeah, didn't yeah, really yeah. do much he just kind of was like a eerie messenger yeah a harbinger um, of doom one would say so the firefighter that is in this issue has appeared in the dancer um which was written by um or the art was it written by yeah written by uh vita alia i don't okay. know how to say that name quite correctly but that was issue number nine the dancer okay. um i'm trying to recall that one um let me I see it really either uh yeah anywho uh but the other one that the firefighter uh appeared in is the diner which was issue one of this arc so it would have been issue 11 interesting um, the diner and do you know who you want to know who wrote the diner who i forget james tinney and the fourth <laughs> <laughs> and we both really really like that issue yeah yeah that was my like that was my favorite one of this arc was issue number one or issue number 11 yeah the um, first uh the first issue so that that explains why i liked it because apparently i like james tinney in the fourth yeah we're gonna have to find some stuff that uh he's on to and uh I mean, we got a bunch of uh, good recommendations from our buddy. Um, yeah, yeah, and there he, I did. And oh, that's what I was going to say, too. I did go down like a rabbit hole of him just to see what else he's written. And he has uh, quite a few things that are available on Comixology. So I might explore those uh, later this week. Nice. But I like getting obsessed with the right with the with the writer. <laughs> yeah, it's it's I'm tr I do feel like I'm I'm trying to find my favorite writer because uh, I I feel like I like I think a lot of what were you going to say? The key for me is I don't have a favorite writer. Okay. I just want to have go. like, I want to know that there's writers that I like really thoroughly enjoy what they put out. And I mean, right. we've talked about a few on here. Um, I mean, I believe our, our buddy Brubaker's muse. I, I don't think, I don't know if his, if he is a Brubaker, I think he's Brubaker's muse as in like Ed Brubaker. Yeah. That's we'll have to I, ask him about that. I mean, he's gone now, but uh, he might listen to the rest of this later and hit us up. Yeah. But we can let us know about that. Yeah, it's reverse um, fan mail. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's just there are just so many like comic book creators, some great writers and great artists. And that just, you know, and I, I've stated this before on this podcast, but like I didn't really get into that until we started this podcast. I was just more mm -hmm. into like. What's the story about? I don't really care who wrote it or who drew it. Was the art good? I don't. I, I never really paid attention to that stuff until like we started doing this podcast, and uh, it's opened up a lot of doors for me in the comic book world uh, yeah. to explore like a creator's work. Um, yeah. I so. probably wouldn't have found Kickass maybe if it wasn't for John Romano Jr. who uh, did the the um, the drawings for the first comic I ever read, and Kickass was one of my favorite comics for the longest time. I haven't read yeah. it in a very long time. But uh, we're doing a bad job talking about the silver coin. What did we you? Uh, what did you think of this arc? What did you um, think of this issue? I was. Uh, um, yeah. Now that I it, know that there is like the connectivity, like it, it, it gives it a couple pluses for me. But yeah. I was, I was fairly nonplussed with the issue overall um, because yeah. I, f I can't. It kind of was just like, oh, here's Gollum. <laughs> He's a, <laughs> it's my precious, you know, like. That's yeah. kind of what it seemed like to me. Um, mm. But at the same time, like the art again was impeccable. Like Walsh mm -hmm. does a great job of illustrating this series. Um, and I don't know. It just, this whole, this, this whole arc overall, this third one just didn't really do it for me. I yeah. mean, 
like it yeah, felt the, very the, the, like uh it felt like a fever dream the whole kind of arc and i think the yeah, how, like go into that how do you mean just like the art like a lot of it wasn't as coherent as it had been in the past and just a lot of like jumping between like different realities or like states of consciousness and just yeah. being like who whose perspective am i seeing this from who's whatever uh but that's not true of all of them but i guess the ones that are like most standing out to me are like the the phone booth one um the which is the new year's eve one yeah, that's the one that takes place over the course of 2020, right? No, that's I'm talking about the one that uh, she's like giving birth and she's trying to call the the baby dad. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I that yeah. so that one for the shock value of it, like I did really like it, but um, but that that's probably my second favorite one of this arc. Mm -hmm. Um, but still, yeah, I would again, just say was, that I would agree with you that the diner was my favorite one. Um. I I didn't I thought that the the one of the uh, soldier in the war I thought that that was pretty interesting. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I would agree with you that this wasn't my favorite. Um, but he's taken some time off. I don't know if you saw that at the end. Yeah, silver um, coins going on hiatus. Walsh is uh, starting a family. He yeah, so he wrote a, he wrote he wrote all of his readers a nice message. So yeah, congrats to Mr. Michael Walsh. Even though um, we just like sounded like we weren't too happy with your comic, we really—I mean, we we genuinely love it, you know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, I'm gonna stay on this comic as long as it's coming out. So. Uh, yeah. So whenever yeah. whenever it picks up again after this hiatus, um, and he also stated he has he just has so many other projects going on too. Um, yeah. So I mean, there's the. Uh, he might be a, he might be a creator worth exploring outside of you know what we know of him so i might 100%. i might look into more i might actually even have to look back because another thing too about me not really hopping on board of like knowing creators super well until we did this this uh this podcast is that when i went back and looked at how many comics i had like read over the years and how many of the authors i love today like wrote i mean uh i mean i didn't read green lantern yet but like when we were on our uh jeff lemur kick um still like i still read him um mm -hmm. but like i went down you know the green arrow that he wrote and like i absolutely loved it but at the same time there's other people writing like new 52 dc comics from like oh yeah like i wish i had known that i was reading this great artist's work um right. at that time but you know that that was then and and this is now as <laughs> that's what they say that's, that's what they say that is then and this is then oh boy um but yeah i don't um i don't think i have anything else i want to say about uh the good old silver coin other than if you haven't read it uh i know it didn't sound like we're highly recommended but i would say that's genuinely one of my top five favorite comics yeah so, and what like, i would say too comics. is for anybody who hasn't read it yet like go ahead and go back start with issue one like you yeah. have you now those, have 15 issues green. to that you can get through and uh they are it is wonderful and again like even just for the art um i would say it's worth reading through the whole series uh up to this point so um yes yes we kind of gave a uh you know i, li I like some, how I li let's say I li some positives I li real quick i feel like we okay. could definitely because there's definitely the the um i think he was trying to do something a little bit more of diving into the depth of the coin itself of what yeah. like what is the evil behind the coin so i think 
again, like I talked about earlier, is there was kind of this jumping between perspectives, and it was a lot of like the coins narrative, or it's like you could you could see like the perspective from the coin a little bit more in this arc than I think you had. The other, it was more yeah. of just like a MacGuffin that just meant death, you know? Yeah. So no, no, no I think I think you're right on that, and uh, I might I might go back and read through them at some point if I have some time. I, I still have quite a bit to catch up on, but I guarantee that a lot of these are ones that if we went back on, we would probably enjoy them more. Yeah, like if I could go back and just read the whole series through, I'd probably appreciate this last arc a lot more. And and that that's 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 probably going to be true if I do it. So yeah. Um. Well, hey man, you got something else you wanna you wanna I do. talk about? I got one. Um. I'll probably talk about this a little bit more than just the normal shout out, but that's Sonic fun. the Hedgehog. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you posted about this. Yeah, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Scrapnik Island. So I was, um, I, you know, again, it's spooky season. That's what we're kind of talking about tonight. Um, I was looking for something that was something that me and my girlfriend are doing or watching uh, like Halloween movies from the 90s. So we watched oh, nice. Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. And uh, so I'm like, I want something that's like in the similar vein of this. You know, did like, you watch the new Hocus Pocus? I did watch the new Hocus Pocus. I like okay. that she got like Iron Man powers at the end. <laughs> um, but uh, that's a very telling time, uh, very telling of the time. But yeah, so I just wanted something that was like simple and fun. And uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, and I said this on my post, like it it delivered like on everything that I wanted it to be. It was just a fun little cute story. Uh, Tails and Sonic are on a plane. They're caught in a storm and they're forced to do an emergency landing on this like big hunk of metal that's floating out in the ocean. And it used to be something, but I can't remember what it was. It was uh, like a Dr. Robotnik. Um, it's called the Death Egg. Yeah, there it is. Um, okay. Yeah, you can kind of see it. It's that big globe looking Ooh. thing right there. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so they land on it. And then Sonic is, uh, he hurts his leg. So Sonic breaks his uh, ankle or something like that. And he's got a cast How will he run? Poorly. And <sighs> it'll hurt him. But... Uh, it's filled with like a bunch of, you know, I don't want to spoil it, but they're, uh, Sonic is running away from some things and then they turn out to be adorable little friends. Oh. And, uh, there seems to be a larger story going to happen. Obviously he's on this Island and like towards the end of it, some like weird creature look like it was, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to spoil this comic because it's a Sonic comic, but there's like this evil Western looking, uh, Sonic who's going to go after him. Ooh. So wait, yeah. keep that up. I need to get a little, I need a little bit closer. You get a little, kind of, you get well, as close. Kind of, it's kind of a glare. Okay. Yeah. Look okay. at that. Yeah. I like, I like that. That's, I like that drawing. That is a good drawing. Um, yeah. So are these, these are fun. Look at these fun Sonic drawings and you're, you're missing all of this. If you're just listening to the audio, that's one of, yeah, that's one of the things too. That's really cool about IDW because they do pick up you know, these IPs that have been around for a while. I mean, they do a lot of Ninja Turtles. They do uh, um, Sonic. Obviously they do my little pony every once in a while. I get my daughter and my little pony comic, but she's nice. not, it's been a while since I've gotten her one. Cause she hasn't really asked. Um, but yeah, so they do some great stuff and they have something coming out that I'm, I'm fairly excited about, uh, you know, there is the mighty Morphin power Rangers crossover with Godzilla. I do. Well, there's one coming out and I, I believe it's IDW. I don't know who else it would be other than boom, because boom does a lot of, um, 
uh, Power Rangers stuff, but IDW also does a lot of Power Rangers stuff. And mm. IDW also does a lot of, I've already stated, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And there's a crossover of Power Rangers and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles coming out. Oh, so man. We're going to have to read I, that. Oh, yeah. I've already I've already notified my shop that I want it. So, <laughs> Dear shop, I've you've been notified. My uh, LCS. There you go. <laughs> Gotta love that LCS. I'm going to have to let my, my L, I was going to say my local LCS. But, um... Yeah, man, I'm I'm genuinely genuinely looking forward to the rest of the story because I've been wanting to jump on Sonic since the movie came out, and yeah. they're like they're very deep into their current run, and uh, I think I'm just gonna probably catch up on Comicsology. They're genuinely like in the '60s, I think, or something like that. Yeah, no, it's been running for quite a while. Like, I think I think it's one of those uh, series too that they always put out a free comic book day issue. Right. Yeah, that's that's where I, I got I got one last least, year of them. Yeah, at least to my memory, the last two years, there's been uh, a Sonic free comic book. Yeah. But uh, anything you want to talk about real quick? Uh, let me think. Or take let your me... time. Look behind. Oh, you, what's there? Yeah. Um, I'm going to I am going to pull this one down because it's it's not attached to other ones. Um, oh, look at you. Yeah. So uh, Ooh. 10,000 Black Feathers issue two came out. Um, mm -hmm. You know, like and I had, I had said like. And uh, who was our other buddy we were talking to? Uh, it was um, uh, cancel uh, comics. cancel comics. Like he, him, and I both like. I don't know if he read the the free comic book day issue, but like that definitely like set my hype about this series because the free comic book day issue was just really really good. Like mm. I I think I, I I ended up getting two of them somehow. I didn't I didn't necessarily mean to. I think I went in and, like got mine. And then I think that I had them on like my pull list that I send my shop. And so then they put one in my box and I was like, well, whatever, I'll take it. I can give it to somebody. Um, right. Actually, I think I did. I think I gave it to my brother-in-law. Um, there you go. Perfect Christmas gift. A comic you yeah. don't want. Yeah. Um, but he's like, he's really into horror. So that's why I gave it to him. Um, nice. Because I was like, this is this is actually really, a really good horror comic. So I gave it to him. Uh, and then Passageway came out and like, I think that that's, uh, you know, and it came out as a you know a hardcover like single issue i don't i think it's like 68 pages or something like that maybe maybe a little less but it's it's more than a regular sized issue which is typically about like 32 ish pages i think yeah um or like 62 if it's a big one yeah and so it was it was a bigger one and i don't know i i'm starting to see the world that they're building with this bone orchard mythos because that's what it all is i don't remember right. the i think I don't know what the free comic book day one was called, but then the bone orchard mythos passageway came out earlier this year. And like, I did really like it and appreciate it, but I also kind of felt like there was a lot more questions still left by the end of it. Mm. Um, and I thought that these questions would maybe be explored and answered more in uh, 10,000 black feathers, but then issue one just left you with more questions. And this issue kind of answers some of those questions of issue one. It doesn't really get into like the passageway too much. I actually not at all, as far as I can tell, but, uh, and then, but also this one's a little bit like of a lighter comic and things I'm starting to appreciate about it is that, uh, Sorrentino, the artist, um, the way that he is penning these or, you know, penciling, whatever, he, if he inks or pencils, I'm not sure. Um, he probably just uses an iPad to be honest, but, um, <laughs> but he changes the tone based on like what's going on through his drawing. And so like some of them you're going to see are very like in the shadowy panels, it's very jagged. 
like rough rough sketch type stuff but then when it gets back into like uh when the protagonist is flashing back to like the happy days like it's mm. very clean cut there's more like pastel colors being used and then in those shadowy ones and the colors are being done by dave stewart and dave stewart's again with the art using color very well to match sorrentino's drawing and i'm really appreciating that i think it's just like you know and like i already talked about like i'm still reading jeff lemur jeff lemur wrote this and i guess one thing i can say with lemur he he knows how to draw it out like you know you think back to like primordial mm -hmm. and like the premise was set in issue one it was very exciting and then like issues two three and four like they were also like exciting but like so much happened in like those few pages that like you were just still left with like again a lot of questions like what's going on and then yeah. it's not until the final thing comes out that you're like oh, okay like this all comes together now because i remember not really enjoying reading through primordial i kept going with it uh, because you and i were reading it together um mm -hmm. and and i did again i just really enjoyed the art um yeah because like I, I i still think that promote the art done in primordial might be like my favorite art in a comic i've ever seen mm. just for how things were laid out and the coloration like all of it was just so well done like yeah and just, the, even the different styles of you know there was trippier stuff in there and that i mean probably would have been an ipad or something like that or maybe that i mean i can't remember if the artist and the color are the same person in that one but there was yeah. definitely whoever was doing it was doing a fantastic job but um but yeah with ten thousand black feathers it, you can say that uh jeff andre and dave they they are a power team and so like their nice. stuff is worth picking up um and i think that this ten thousand black feathers is just something that i need to be patient with um i know that a lot of reviews i've read have very highly praised it and they've helped me like kind of adjust my initial opinion um and so yeah i'm i'm enjoying it i really liked issue two it made issue one make a lot more sense um and i can kind of see you know it's a slow build to the end and i will stick with it because that's what i do i, I stick with it well god bless you buddy yeah <laughs> I, I believe in you and I, i'm sure it'll be good and i'm very excited to hear uh how it expands and unfolds here on this podcast yeah. But uh, you want to I'm going to do quick two two shout outs, two shout yeah. outs. And then um, and then I will be ready to be shunned up. But uh, I read Above <laughs> Snakes number four this week. Um, the story is probably going to be wrapping up next issue. Uh, it's it's continues to be great. It's definitely one I want to go back on and just kind of reread because now in this issue, we're getting a lot more callbacks. And also there's a there was a crazy narrator at the beginning of each um, story and what he was doing kind of connects into what happens in this issue. But uh, you mm -hmm. don't really notice because you just think he's like a crazy narrator just telling a story, not realizing that he's actually involved in some way. Right. No spoilers. But um, yeah. And it's just been really good. Hayden Sherman does the art and uh, I'm also love the uh, lettering of Hassan Atman, uh, Atman Alu and uh, Sean Lewis. I feel like I've read other stuff by him, but I, I really can't ever remember what it would could possibly be. But uh, that's far too long for a shout out. And also that Texas blood. Um, yeah, really loving this. That's, man. that's your series. 
That's this is my series. Uh, it continues to be good. Um, yeah, I love this. This is uh, just even this cover is fantastic. It does it does that thing which I don't really expect from from uh, I, I just look for this more in superhero comics than I do in like noir comics of the cover explaining what's going to be happening. But uh, yeah, this definitely sums up what happens in this issue. And uh, boy, howdy, it's it's a good one, man. But yeah, do you got any uh, do you got any that you want to shout out real quick? Yeah, pretty you much everything. Real quick, but do it at your own speed, buddy. Do it at oh, your. Oh no, it's, it's it it is going to be pretty quick. Uh, Sacrament issue three, which is right here, um, yes. that uh, you can tell that this like issue three was a setup for the final issues. Uh, I believe it's mm. a five issue arc. I don't know if it's going beyond that. I mean, AWA typically is one of those that they will do a five issue arc. Um, I'm really, really liking it. And it did a good job as an issue three of, yes, yeah, setting up the finale um, and also kind of bringing to a culmination like what's happened in the first two issues. So if you're not reading Sacrament and you're looking for something that's like it, it and like it describes itself as like a cross of, you know, your classic like Catholic horror film, like uh, the one that comes to mind is like the, the right, uh, which Anthony Hopkins is in. I don't like, think I know this movie. It's a good one. I had, I had to watch it back in my religious studies days of school. And uh, there you go. I, I really, really enjoyed that movie. Um, it's kind of like a cross with that. And like if if it was crossed over with Alien. And Interesting. It's, it's set in 2099. And I really love Alien. Yeah. That's a movie. Set, I've seen. Yeah. So the series is set in 2099. So which is, you know, the the verge of the, the next millennium. And uh, humans have left Earth. Like they're on different planets and they're scattered out. And so like basically what's going on is like, how are these Catholic demons like still around? Like we're not on earth anymore. And mm. religion has pretty much been done away with. And there's remnants of it, which is what the main protagonist is. He's a Catholic priest, but he's a Catholic priest who's even he's struggling with whether or not he even believes in God anymore. But he still feels, you know, that he has to do his duty as a priest. Um, and classic Catholic priest in yeah, a narrative, right. am I right? Yeah. They so I've I've really been enjoying that. Um, I don't know anybody else that's reading it. So if you're listening or watching and you are reading it, like I'd love to hear what you think of it. Uh, Masquerade Two came out last week. Uh, I did not enjoy it as much as I enjoyed issue one, but it's mm. not that I didn't enjoy it. It was still like really fun, and it just kind of explored the depth of uh, one of the main characters a little bit more. Uh, and then the other thing over here, my over my right shoulder is hyper aware. It's a bit of a glare on it. Um, I did post a review on this one uh, mm -hmm. earlier, I think earlier this week, or maybe it was early, late, late last week. Uh, I really did enjoy it. I wish it was going to extend on a little bit more, but the writer actually reached out to me, which is a first. I've never had like a writer reach out to me. Uh, oh really? He really? Yeah, he told me like he appreciated my my review. He told me he thought it was honest and um, nice. Uh, and uh, I was just at like I said something to him along the lines of like, "Man, I just wish it was like continuing on." He's and at first he said like, "Well, too bad it's at an end." And I said something like, uh, "Well, now now you're just turning the knife." And then he right. said, "Well, it's actually it's not out of the question. So we might see more, <laughs> yeah, uh, from hyper aware." Uh, and then the uh, the writer also had a new issue come out today of uh, the series. What is it? What was it called? Caffeinated. Caffeinated. Not, it's caffeinated. not called caffeinated. Hang on. I think I have it. 
You got right. this, Mark. I got this. I, I bet it's something like caffeinated, like being uh, it's called. Oh shoot! I moved it to my wish list. Shoot! Not uh, your wish list. Yeah. What is this? Well, Amazon. It might be called caffeinated hearts. Caffeinated um, hearts sounds dangerous. Yeah. yeah, you know, because if you over caffeinate a heart, it might it just might explode. Um, hang on, let me see if I can find it here. Yeah, it is. It's called Caffeinated Hearts. It's from Source Point Press, who also put out this baby right here. Nice. Um, I enjoy I think, Source Point. Yeah, and I think it is also another one shot from them uh, mm -hmm. that he's written. And he said he has another thing coming out down the road too that he was pretty excited about that I'll have to look into. I really like uh, one shots, man. Um, I think more yeah. people would benefit from them. So. Long yeah. live the one shot and the annuals. I I just saw that there was a Daredevil annual out this week, and I kind of am just now remembering that I should have jumped on that because I'm a big fan of annuals because they're just one shots pretty much for the most part. Yeah, no, and like, and then too, like if you are subscribed to say like Thor or Ant Man or Hulk or whatever, like you automatically get subscribed to the annual as well. Right. Um, so that's that's always a a nice little treat. A nice little treat to get for Marvel um, to make a little extra money every year. And um, yeah. I guess did DC do annuals still? I think I'm pretty sure they do. I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't have any, but I mm -hmm. know I but when I was when I was getting comics back when like the new 52 was uh, starting out, like I, I got annuals with all those things I was subscribed to. So nice. Um, all right, buddy, you ready for me to land this bird? Yeah, dude, let's land this bird. Let's, well, here comes the fly, bird. fly away, <laughs> um, fly away by landing, man. You're you're like uh, some sort of like uh, Dao De Ching type prophet over there with this. Then is now and here is there uh, <laughs> and um, all this all this wisdom that you're throwing out this episode. But uh, thank you guys so much for hanging out with the pool box pals. That's me, Monk, and my buddy Mark. I don't know why I said our name this far into it, but we are the pool box pals. And any one of you that joins along with us is also a you're pool a, box pal. You're a pool box pal too. A pool box pal too. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to do us a favor and go ahead and like us on whatever platform you're watching or listening this to this to, uh, rate us on wherever you listen to us. Um, I know I always say this if you're wa if you normally watch this, I ask that you would go and subscribe to it on a podcast uh, catcher, and uh, if you and normally smash listen that to like this, button. smash that like button on fa uh, Facebook and YouTube, and we're also on Twitch, um, yeah. and we're also on TikTok. We we need to post on TikTok more. We but, say uh, that every week, and uh, yeah. I just never get around to it. That's okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we went from needing to do it to being like meh real quick, but. Yeah, it uh, means a lot to us that when we're getting people to start reaching out to us and telling us what they think, and it's been great. I've had a lot of good conversations. I had a conversation with my buddy Ben this week about uh, some comics that we have been reading um, and some cons that he had gone to and all that stuff. So that was a lot of fun. But uh, yeah, reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you, hear what you're reading. I know I feel like we both yeah. ask questions to the audience. But uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, we will see you actually next thursday we forgot to announce this yep um, that's right but we're, we're going to be doing this next thursday not on wednesday we'll make sure to post about that on the social media pages but uh yeah i'm starting a new job and so uh i'm gonna need some time in between to it doesn't really matter this is all boring stuff but uh <laughs> 
Uh, details who cares who cares about (laughs) semantics just be here next thursday and we'll be happy to see you but uh yeah all right you know what they say that's That's comics comics comics, baby